This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What you been up to? Not much, just, just, mostly just sitting here marvelling at the Deranged Cat Studios and Educational Fun Complex. It has morphed into more than the sum of its parts. Mm. And there are plenty of parts. There are so many. There is a... Trestle table absolutely covered in various bits of uh, technology, both ancient and slightly more modern. Um, <laughs> and some of which you'll need to edit this. Uh, yes, so I'm going to have to be editing here, in the Deranged Cat Studios as opposed to the editing sweet kitchen. Oh, sweet kitchen. Sweets in the kitchen. Oh, I'm hungry now. Anyway... Um, so yes, the, the Deranged Cat Studios is, uh, somewhat smaller at the moment because we have the kids doing their schoolwork daily in here now, so. And so temporarily it is the Deranged Cat Studios and Educational Fun Complex. Fun, fun, fun. Yes. Um, speaking of fun... We're in for a fun time today, I believe, um, because we are going to be watching Popeye. Popeye the movie, mm-hmm. made in 1980. It was a Walt Disney, uh, sorry, it was a Disney slash Columbia Pictures. No, no, just, just Walt Disney Productions. You it is sure. a Robert Evans production and a mm. Robin, Robert Altman film, but I don't see Columbia anywhere oh, here. I believe that there was another studio involved. I will have to <laughs> check during the uh, Disney the is barely on this package. Uh, yes, indeed. In fact, the, uh, the DVD uh, is not distributed by Disney, I don't think. That's a great question. I'm pretty sure it's not. Oh, spoilers. He's... He's opened the case prematurely, um, which is going to completely ruin the flow of the movie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yes, um, it. We we have some things to talk about before the film. We do. So first of all, let's let's talk about packaging. Let's talk about crisp lines and how there are none, none to speak to, of. No, it it very much looks like a. A copy of a copy of a mm. duplicate of a photocopy that may have been coloured at some time. Um, and, and then a, a PG rating slapped on the front of it for our Australian viewers. Mm. Because... Uh, <laughs> oh, the, This, this uh, case proudly says, NTSC, all regions. Yes. And then you open the case. Right. 
and it says NTSC Region 1. Is that right? That is right. Huh. It also, on the disc, has a Canadian home video rating. <laughs> G. Okay. In green, with a maple leaf under it. As you do. Oh, Canada. Hello to our Canadian listeners. We do have some who uh, may no longer listen, but uh, have appeared on our stats. So I have, in the last couple of months, actually been in your fine country. And uh, I very much enjoyed it. And it felt great crossing the border from a strange country into a a more uh, familiar feeling country <laughs> uh, continuing on the packaging tech okay remember the good old days of dvd when you'd look at the special features section these special and, features and you'd see widescreen version uh-huh. english subtitles uh-huh dolby digital and those those would be the these special, special features, features. What did they? Is that what they managed to wrench out of this production? Uh, the, these special features, by the way, are not rated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because the Dolby Digital uh, sound may or may not be suitable for younger listeners. <laughs> Who knows? It it absolutely reeks of being a bootleg copy, because it really just fell off the radar very very quickly i remember when i was 12 or 13 years old the amount of hype that came out um for the release of the movie it just it was on everything um and and the tv advertising was very very strong but i don't think i have met anyone who has admitted to actually seeing the film um so it's it's a real oddity. It stars Robin Williams, and at the time, Robin Williams was really, really uh, big um, and could do no wrong as far as playing Popeye. And mm. certainly the images that were appearing in magazines and what have you, he just looked the part. So, um, speaking of which, are you familiar with the source material, Thomas? Did you do the homework that I assigned you last night? Uh, you didn't assign me any homework, and I did not do it. I did assign you some. I said, let go and watch ten episodes of, uh, or t- ten cartoons of the original Popeye. Uh-huh. You, it's great that you pay attention, and so you, you are fam- unfamiliar with the source material, mm. which puts you on the back foot already, um, and so this may mean absolutely nothing to you. Uh, there we go. Mm. Copyright 1980 by Paramount Paramount Pictures Corporation and Walt Disney Productions okay. Who have not put their logo no. anywhere, <laughs> anywhere on this Oops, I was going to put my phone on mute We are really rolling very well at the moment So, mm. Also copyright 1980 King Features Syndicate Okay, uh, and that is the King Features Syndicate produced the cartoon right. of Popeye um, So... They, they've still got a, uh, a thumb in the pie, it appears. Or did then. I don't know whether they still exist anymore. Um, okay. 
Now, as was evidenced earlier, the case is already open. I confess to uh, trying to show this to the younger kidlets in the family. And we only got about 15 minutes in, I think, and they they started throwing things at me. Um, <laughs> yes, I do, do not want to put mm. you off, Thomas, and I, I think uh, certainly the reaction when uh, everyone else found out that that's what we were going to be watching today, um, uh, I think he's already on the back foot himself here, uh, even more so than not having watched the source material. So, What I should say, and I did say this in the discussions we were having earlier this evening, um, our track record is that we haven't flown the white flag on anything so far. I've come close once, and I don't think this will be worse than that. Yes, the for, for those uh, listening for the first time, we are entitled to... Um, wave the white flag and say, no, I can't take this anymore. My eyes are bleeding or my ears are bleeding or, or something my is head bleeding. Hurts. Um, please make it stop and go away. So we, we are allowed to do that um, as a desperate last measure and the other person has to um, stop at that mm. point if the flag gets flown. But we, we do, I think, make a... A good effort, and uh, those. There have been a few occasions, I think, with me where I've been tempted to wave the white flag, but uh, no, we've gone through it and and ended up with a podcast uh, mm. afterwards. So we'll see how we go today. Anything else you wish to say before we get this thing rolling? Albatross. Thank you. Uh, Interesting you should mention a seabird. There is some information that I'm going to be sharing after the uh, the watching of this film related to uh, seabirds and, well, it's a long stretch. Anyway. Should I read the back of the case? Yes, We've Thomas, gone on about please, it for so long. Please tell our dear listener what we're in for. Whew. There's, there's, there's a lot of... of, of I've forgotten the word that I use. Um, the self... Self... Uh, congratulatory. Self-congratulatory. And I'm not even going to skip it. I'm just going to go for go it. Go for it. Because... <laughs> Otherwise there will only be and the... Mm. This. Wow. And also because I think it might deserve possibly the ribbing it gets afterwards for <laughs> such language. The legendary, beloved, anvil-armed sailor of the Seven Seas comes magically to life in this delightful musical starring Oscar winner Robin Williams as Popeye, who meets all challenges with the unshakable philosophy, I am what I am, and that's all that I am. Chevy Duval is Popeye's devoted long-limbed sweetie, Olive Oil. Did you say Chevy? I... I might have... I'll, I'll go again. Okay. Shelley Duval is Popeye's... Yes. That's what we're in for. I hope you can join us. No. Shelley Duval is Popeye's devoted long-limbed sweetie, Olive Oil, 
one of the familiar and lovable characters who joins Popeye in his adventures in the harbour town of Sweethaven, meet Wimpy and Bluto and all the other cartoon favourites in this happy, tuneful, fun-for-the-whole-family movie. I'm strong still to finish, cause I eat me spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Boop, boop. The fun for the whole family is, is one word hyphenated. So that's what we're watching. Thomas has already opened the case a couple of times now. He's going to do it again. He's going to take the DVD out of the case. In a moment. <laughs> we're going to slot it into the machine, watch it and find out whether it is deserving of the accolades that poured forth from the back of the case just then. And we'll catch All you on the, the ones that poured forth from our family. Yes. Um, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Mongrel. Oh, you don't have to be no fish to tell when you're floundering. What am I? Some kind of barnacles on the ding of your life? I ain't no doctors, but I know that I'm losing my patience. What am I? Some kind of judge or lawyer? But I know what law suits me. <laughs> so whatever. I ain't no physicist, but I know what matters. What am I? I'm Papa, the sailor. And I am what I am, what I am, and I am what I am, and that's all that I am, cause I am what I am. Uh, you got it? I think so, yeah. And I've got a lot of muscle and I only got one eye And I never hurt nobody and I'll never tell a lie Top to me bottoms, from the bottoms to me top That's the way it is till the days that I drop What am I? What am I? I am what I am What am I? I am what I am, what I am, what I am, what I am I wondered about myself To be or not to be, who asked you? I can open up an ocean, I can take a lot of sail, I can lose a lot of waters and I'll never have to bail. I push the Madagascar, grab the whale by the tail. What am I? What am I? What am I? I am what I am! Popeye, the sailor. I'm Popeye, the sailor. I'm Popeye, the sailor. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I am what I am, what I am, what I am. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. We made it. We did. Did we survive? Yes, we we watched the whole unfunny, dull dreck that was that film. It was appalling. It was, it was really bad. That being said, I was never ever a fan of the cartoon. Right. And it riffed off the cartoon a, a lot. The characters right. were very faithful to the cartoon. And so I, I found the cartoon very dull and 
boring and it was just like a very long cartoon, which I guess they were aiming for, but my goodness, they could have ripped half of that. I quite liked the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the last five minutes minus the last one minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I liked the the last minutes in the sense that I liked the credits music, and that was about all all the music that I enjoyed out of this. It, there was nothing memorable about the songs. And it heavily relied on it being a musical, and it just wasn't. You have two leads that you've told to put on the most obnoxious voice you can imagine and carry that through the songs. Yeah, but again, they were completely in character. Mm. I mean, and to be honest, Shelley Duval um, as Olive Oil was absolutely spot on and even more so than robin williams she just nailed olive oil um and it was just a a stroke of genius casting but completely and absolutely wasted because that film was just dross (laughs) it really was um uh, yeah i i (laughs) I have a spattering of notes. Okay, go ahead. You, yeah. you spatter. I, I, so, I have some other uh, mm. spatterings that um, I'll dig up while you're spattering your... Yep. It took two and a half minutes to get to the opening number. <laughs> <laughs> During which there was dialogue, none of which mm. you could understand. No. <laughs> and then the opening number was okay. There was a... Star-Spangled Banner motif in there. Yep. For who knows what reason. (laughs) America or whatever. And then it's Popeye's opening song and he's completely unintelligible. It... it, And, again, in the cartoon he was unintelligible and I think Robin Williams did nail the, the... the... the voice... Um, but, but unintelligibility but does not make a good musical. No, no. Um, <laughs> maybe we should have t- turned the subtitles on, which it did yeah. apparently have subtitles on the uh, American import. It was a special feature. Um, an American import that um, had no mention of Disney in the closing credits. Uh, oh, sorry. It in, did. in the copyright line? There was, there was a mention in the copyright line? There was a mention in the opening credits and nothing else. No, and uh, my recollection uh, back when it was released was that it was heavily pushed as a Disney production. And it just really feels like they have withdrawn all um, uh, connection with it, Mm. uh, I guess. A lot like Newsies. But even more so, um, I, th- I think uh, they s- Disney do still claim Newsies as their own, but um, this has just completely gone off the radar. Mm. What else have you got? Utterly cheap pratfalls all the way through. Uh, yeah. Not even funny, just cheap. And... And again, if you, you watch the cartoons, that's, that is very much the... 
And I'm sure it'd be fine in the cartoons, but this yeah, this ca- isn't a cartoon. And, and when I say cartoons, they're only very short mm. cartoons. And this was almost two hours long. And it felt longer. I kept on looking down at that clock and maybe I should have just covered it up thinking, how much longer? And it would it would have a, a, a set piece and then not really conclude that set piece and suddenly mm. start a new set piece. And it just... Uh, yes. You owe me an apology. You owe me an apology. You owe me an apology. I think that- I own you an apology for making you watch this. That that didn't get old. No. That didn't get old very, very quickly mm-hmm. after one or two repetitions no. and then go on for six or seven more. See, I, I didn't watch enough of... Po- I suspect, again, that it was very much a characteristic of that character in the cartoons, much like the I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Mm. Um, that was very much his line, so... But, uh, yes, <laughs> I will give an apology. And, and that whole table scene was utter nonsense. Uh, why? I, I just... It was written so poorly. The whole thing was... Uh, it was like, yay, we've got the licence. What are we going to do with it? Well, let's just flesh it out. Let's flesh it out some more. Let's just... Oh, let's see what sticks. The table scene was, as far as I'm aware, supposed to tell me what I needed to know about these characters, and it didn't tell me anything. It just hit me with a a wave of noise and then another wave of noise and before that one had finished, another coming in from the other side. Yeah. Just uh, what I will say there are two whole jokes that work in this. <laughs> yes. One know, is which... a brick joke. It's a very good brick joke. We we start with Popeye looking at a picture frame, reverse shot it's just the words, me popper. End of the film. His popper looking at a picture frame. Reverse shot, me son. Very good. I enjoyed that joke. Yes. The other joke. Um, I'm, okay, I'm curious to know what the, the other, other joke, joke is. Message in a baby bottle. <laughs> yes, okay, yep. Yep, I'll pay that one as well. Message in a baby bottle. The rest of the jokes... Trash. Completely flat. I, I just don't know what they were thinking. And all the characters were flat and just not wanting to be there, it felt. But I, I've got some background as to why that possibly was. Mm. But what else do you I have? I have one more note. <laughs> one more note, okay. It's my old friend, low frame rate slow-mo. <laughs> yep, yep. Sweet pea, judda 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 judda. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the set. Uh, that, oh, I read this. Oh, you you read this? Okay. <laughs> um, my goodness. I think ninety-five percent of the budget went into. The set. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it certainly didn't go into the, uh, and the other five percent went to probably uh, Shelley Duvall and Robin Williams. Mm. Uh, 
maybe the opposite order, but... Okay, the construction of the film set began in June 1979. Mm-hmm. A construction crew of 165 working over seven months was needed to build the village, which was built in Malta, mm-hmm. on the coastline of Malta. <laughs> Hundreds, um, oh, sorry, uh, was needed to build the village, with, which consists of 19 wooden buildings. Hundreds of logs and several thousand wooden planks were imported to Malta from the Netherlands, while wood shingles used in the construction of the rooftops were imported from Canada. Eight tons of nails and 22.5 cubic meters of paint, uh, 2,000 US gallons of paint, uh, were also used in construction. And, um, and in, in, in addition, a 60 to 75 metre breakwater was built across Anchor Bay's mouth to protect the set from high wind, winds, high seas during filming. Um, it was completed in seven months and it was built so solidly that 40 years later, it still exists. You can look at it on Google Earth and Google Maps. And it is a tourist attraction. And the kicker is, it wasn't even all used. No. No, they just kept building. And, and, and I think that is also why the actors were so flat. They had to spend all their time out on that side of Malta. And I, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot there. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm quite sure there must have been periods of time. Why are we here? This is not fun. This is rubbish. This is, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, it still exists. You can visit it once the uh, uh, travel restrictions have been lifted. Um, but apparently, it's very expensive. It's quite run down, and the attractions aren't very attractive. <laughs> Give me a big old warehouse in England somewhere any day. Oh, but it's just... I, I Just the logistics of mm. who thought this was a good idea. You know, up until this point, Disney were, you know, building their... All of their, mm. their sets on sound stages and, and they were pretty good at it. Yeah. You know, swamps would all be filmed in sound stages, but... But no, let's go for the coast of Malta. <laughs> I mean, Malta's a very nice place, but it certainly doesn't have great timber reserves to build sets and, and what have you. So we'd have to bring all of that in, as they obviously did. It, it's mind-boggling. And the other really bizarre thing, I, I challenge all of our dear listeners, not on Google Maps, you have to open up Google Earth, and search for Popeye's um, Popeye's Village, and zoom in, and then do a tilt within the bay. Because, and I'm going to show Thomas this once I've found it. Let's see if I. Okay, it's still. So we've we've got Sicily kicking. Uh, sorry, uh, Italy kicking Sicily. Mm-hmm. We zoom down. There's Malta, and it's down in this bay here. 
So there, there it is. This is gripping stuff for our dear listeners. But let's zoom in a bit more into that bay. And now we're going to do a tilt and flood the village. <laughs> because bizarrely, we have this weird dip of altitude in the middle of the bay. So the sea level does really weird things. Right. That is probably the most exciting. Can you see? <laughs> you suddenly got the the water level just dips into the mm. the the bay, um, so that if you look at it at um, coming in from the ocean, uh, you you can tilt in such a way that it covers up the the village. Anyway, so <laughs> that's the most exciting thing about the film is that on Google Earth. There's a mistake in the geometry. There's a mistake in the geometry. So I encourage you to check that out on Google Earth and not check out the film. Okay, I have not looked. Can you, dear sir, look on Rotten Tomatoes and see what the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Here's the really weird thing, and and we it went is. over I think this we did look uh, at it, didn't right we? after finishing up recording. We we did look. Very weird of us to look, hmm. especially that early. I, I think it was weird because I had seen the first twenty mm. minutes, and you can understand why the kids oh. uh, nearly uh, mutinied. Well, they did absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Boring. Hmm. So boring. So, um, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll look up Metacritic while you're talking about Rotten Tomatoes. So, when we checked a week ago... <laughs> it's changed. I believe I told you that it was just barely fresh oh, at right, 61%. Yes. It is now just barely rotten at 59%. My goodness, somebody must have done another review whilst... <laughs> However, mm-hmm. among the, the five the, top critics that are listed, right. fresh at 60%. 60% fresh reviews. Why? It's... Uh. The, the, the thing is, mm-hmm. the difference between fresh and rotten is exactly nothing. Oh, that's it's, true. It's either fresh or, or it's, it's rotten. rotten. Yep. The average rating, collating it all together, is 5.65 for the top critics, 5.68 for all of them. Yep. It's it's not a good film. No. Um, and I'm still waiting for... Have you noticed the internet, for some strange reason, is very slow these days? No, actually. I, I, <laughs> I've, I've been going all right. Oh, you've been going all right because you've got a direct cable through mm. to your room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to cut that line, I think. It's, um, alrighty, so, Metacritic, IMDb. Oh, what was it? It was somewhere a little bit above five on IMDb? I don't know, it's just really, really slow. What is going on? Oh, oh. It doesn't want to talk about it. I think that's what the problem is. Don't don't make me look at Popeye is is what it's saying. I think maybe everyone is using IMDb at the moment to decide what they're going to watch tomorrow. 
Have you got IMDb up? Because <laughs> no. I, you're getting ready for the next section. Okay. So so Metacritic. Yep. Metascore is sixty four, which wow. for movies apparently represents generally favourable reviews. My goodness. Uh, IMDb five point three out of ten. Yeah. Very average film, and I think that's being very generous. Uh, or or I'm just being really cruel and nasty, but it's just... Dreck. It is. It is. I would honestly rather um, sit in a very tepid pool of water for a couple of hours. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, let's... Chance uh, to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would chance catching... No, let's, let's not joke about that. Um, I think we'll just move on. I think our dear listener has some idea of what we thought. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. So. Oh, good. Okay. I, I thought you hadn't updated for the next segment. I have indeed updated for the next se- okay. segment. Yeah, everything is slow at the moment. Um, and I should thank our dear listener for their contributions uh, in the past week. One of which, actually, um, when I went to check, because I wasn't sure whether we had it on DVD or Blu-ray, big spoiler, one of them uh, we do have on the shelf uh, that was contributed this week. Which is a big help. Um, I went to check on the the database, knowing that I had it, but couldn't remember whether it was on Blu-ray or DVD, and it wasn't on the database. Oh. Yeah, so I had to race out and add it, which is a bit scary. I did do a uh, stock take um, well, a couple of years back, but who knows how many other films are on the shelf but not on the database. There we go. We should start a new segment, What's on the Database. And, and I feel like you had us check over your results too. Yeah. Yes, I think I read every single name out and or, or something like that. It was a very that, that long m- and tedious... That might have been Collector's Era. Yes, it might have been. Who knows? <laughs> All I know is you had a printout that's several pages. Ah. Just, it was just a spreadsheet. Yep. Um, yep. All right, so... Yes, thank you that for the contribution. Um, we have now hit... 82. 82 contributions. Uh, sorry, 82 uh, to choose from. We are not yet seri- seeing some serious stuff. <laughs> okay. It's close. So, 82. Uh, would you please uh, roll the randomizing random randomometer? Uh, powered by random.org. I'll... I'll I'll get the uh, here it goes. Here Speaking it goes. of which, interestingly, um, just to drag out this episode a little longer, random.org generates its random numbers from what? Picking up signals from the atmosphere. Okay, they basically tune their radio to a spot where there's no radio stations mm. playing, get the static, mm-hmm. and get the random from that. Yep. I watched a little segment on YouTube because I've got nothing better to do at the moment um, <laughs> of another place that generates random numbers that uses a wall of lava lamps uh, with a camera yes. aimed at it 
and it will take a snapshot at a particular time and use that image uh, and it's lit um, like you can see it from the outside so there's natural light hitting it which also adds to the randomness mm. um, yeah absolutely amazing cloud flare who who handle a, a not insignificant no. amount of, of of the internet's traffic that's right <laughs> yep cool stuff alright so the randomising random randomometer came up with the number 35 35 and the number 35 is Dan Dan hi Dan who suggests yes. the 2004 film Nightwatch Nightwatch have you seen Nightwatch. Thomas, I would love to tell you that I have seen Nightwatch. That's a very specific phrasing. I would love to tell you that, but Dan, I have not seen Nightwatch. And he's going, no, in a thick Yorkshire accent. I've not seen Nightwatch either. Oh, Thomas, you're really... (laughs) I can. I can honestly hear Dan screaming from... From the the moors, he, and he, he's probably listening as he walks through the moors, and uh, in between yelling Heathcliff, he's going no you, and some ex- Yorkshire expletive, and it's gonna get worse because it's, it's gonna not get worse. On the it's shelf not on either. the shelf either in Blu-ray, DVD, or uh, sixteen millimeter film. <laughs> it's not there. Not seen it, and I confess that I, I think Dan may well have done a podcast himself on that film with Lee, another dear listener, um, and I, I seem to recall that I wasn't particularly excited about watching it after that podcast. But <laughs> so sorry, Dan, your your dream to rule the world. Uh, has been squandered by that guess. And, and so we go to the auto-intabulator, and it auto-intabulates, and it doesn't change. That's right. <laughs> For another week, that's two weeks running, the the uh, leaderboard has not changed. So, without any further ado, let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. Okay. Hurrah. Hurrah. And next week's film is... The 1991 Studio Ghibli film, Only Yesterday. Realising that she is at a crossroads in her life, bored 20-something office worker Taiko heads for the countryside. The trip dredges up forgotten memories, the first stirrings of childish romance, puberty and growing up, the frustrations of maths and boys. In lyrical switches between the present and the past, Taiko wonders if she has been true to the dreams of her childhood self. Okay, so Studio Ghibli, um, what was it called again? Only yesterday. Only yesterday. Sorry. Um, just a few days ago, not yesterday, <laughs> um, 
we sat down as a family minus a couple uh, to watch when Marnie was there um, and that was another Studio Ghibli film that we hadn't seen but we watched it on streaming service absolutely wonderful film so hopefully uh, that this is on the same level I, I have not watched a really disappointing Studio Ghibli film um, there are certainly some really good ones and uh, good ones I think so far that we've seen that we've seen yes I, I think there are there are a couple that we've sort of avoided and that's probably true too yes uh, i mean sorry it's true that yes we have avoided them and it's probably true that we fear that that's going to be the case mm. um and case, but case in point the uh, film when money was there the plot synopsis uh, has been the reason why I haven't watched it until very right. recently, and I'm kicking myself now because uh, yeah, just really enjoyed it. All right, so only yesterday, only uh, next week, only next week. <laughs> Do you have anything you wish to throw at our dear listeners? Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our listening spinach uh, list. Spinach. Oh, spinach. <laughs> Our listening audience. Okay, see, that was the other bizarre thing about this film. Um, spinach is just the key th- uh, signature note, and uh, it, it was used eventually to good mm. effect, I guess. Um, but the other thing was that Popeye, in my memory, would always go... He'd laugh like... and Nothing. Nothing. Uh, and it's included in the song, and it didn't happen in the song at the end either. But oh, sorry, I'm, we were wrapping up, weren't we? We were. We hope you can join us next week when we watch Only Yesterday. And hopefully don't throw spinach at you. Indeed. And until then, bye for now. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces... Footnote. Suddenly, we remembered. What did we remember? We, we, we remembered to tell you if it's staying on the shelf or not. Thomas, it's not staying on the shelf. No. No, why? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> um, in fact, I'm very tempted to do something nasty to it because I don't think mm. anybody should. That, <laughs> it, that, it'd be like finding Jumanji. <laughs> uh, that makes... Two two films on our stack of films we'd like to do nasty things to the packaging of. What was the other one? Uh, The the one that I almost threw a white flag up about. Ah. The the one about the the kid. The kid. Who knew how to do the code. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. That one that I've forgotten the name of. Uh, Mercury Rising? That's the one. Right. The Eck. (laughs) <laughs> okay so two on the pile <laughs> two on the pile so <laughs> bye again bye you have been listening to still under wraps your hosts were colin who produces and edits the show and thomas who makes the artwork and music still under wraps is recorded in the deranged cat studios in scenic tasmania australia Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, 
in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. Realising that she is at her crossroads in her life, bored 20-something office worker Takeo... 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 Realising that she is at... Realising that she is at her crossroads in her life... This is the part where stuff happens. Are you ready? No. Are you ready for this? No. Etc. Sitting on the edge, you see. No, not even close. It's like a quarter of the way there. My goodness, what's going on? It's, it's synchronising. Mine doesn't do this. Maybe we've got to go back to using my phone. Good uh, grief. Uh, it, it, might, it might just work. Who's yeah. to say? Who's to say? Oh, it did work. <laughs>